Hey, Chris here. Um, as always, if I have to do a, a little bit of a shout out beforehand, it's because we fucked something up. So, and this time, uh, for some reason, a little bit of the intro for Fahey's uh, section did not come out. So, um, unfortunately, we are not going to get a bit of an introduction to him, but just kind of give you an intro to the podcast in general. Uh, the, today's podcast can be focused on just having some fun. We got some updates for myself and Nicole. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get an update for Fahey, but I'm sure he's going to come back on pretty soon. Uh, but then we have some fun here. And ahead of the World Championships, which was recorded a couple of weeks ago, um, we did a hypothetical. And that was, well, what if our NFL quarterbacks decided to do track? And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. So um, without further ado, here's the episode. And uh, hopefully I didn't chop it up too much to make it unbearable. But hey, that's show business. All right, see you then. Welcome to the Beers and Miles podcast, where we talk about beers, miles, and whatever else we can imagine to up on topic with. My name's Chris, and uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd get here on time. Uh, I just finished driving down the down a very packed highway. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to go off for the very beginning. Um, yeah, we're happy to have you guys back, or happy, happy to have you guys listening, and we have two great guests with us today. Uh, but before I introduce my guests, I'm going to remind you that, uh, yeah, if you guys like listening to this podcast, like us babbling about nothingness and sometimes running, uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Share it to your friends. Share it to your dog. Share it to your mom. I don't know. Share it. They might like it. Um, and if you have any questions for us, as always, uh, send it to beersandmiles at gmail.com. That is beersandmiles at gmail.com. Uh, we are not sponsored by anybody today, but we're going to open up a beer that I enjoy. Uh, this is Columbus Brewing Company, uh, Wet Hop Bodhi. Uh, Wet Hop Bodhi is a double, double India Pale Ale. Uh, that's a wet, wet hop. Uh, so this is a special side of it. And I'm uh, super pumped to pop this open. Uh, we are going to be pouring it. So, yeah. Uh, we have a long trip tomorrow, so we're going to uh, make it tougher by having some beers tonight. Um, first guest that I want to introduce is, uh, you've heard of her. She's told you to send comments or you're a coward. Um, we have, uh, coming to you live from the House of Ray, we have Nicole. How are you doing? Hey. So today is a really special day. Um, for all those people who are not lactose intolerant because it is National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Um, if I could only eat one meal for the rest of my life, like any meal, like just over and over again, it would be macaroni and cheese. So this is an extra special day for me. Um, we had I had macaroni and cheese for lunch. It was a very special moment in time. And so I'm just doing gravy because of that. I'm just very happy. You're doing mac and cheese with gravy? No, I did not put gravy in it. It was uh it was taco mac, so it had some like chorizo y sausage and some um tomatoes and some peppers and it was really good. It was it had queso cheese instead of just your peasant cheese. You know, I, I, I kinda play with that. that. That sounds pretty good. I kinda wanna go get a, some mac and cheese after I finish drowning myself in beer. You probably should. Actually if you put beer in mac and cheese, it's also very good. Like dump this entire beer in mac and cheese? No, you cook you cook the beer into the mac and cheese. 
Like beer There's tastes? like some restaurants. Yeah, there's some restaurants that do it that way. Um, the Rusty Bucket in Columbus is one of them. I promise it will not give you tetanus. It will just give you a, a good, healthy dose of mac and cheese. Good, healthy covering of rust. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes. We will take that. Um, yeah, I, I might get some mac and cheese. Though I don't know where, where I get my mac and cheese from. But uh, we'll, we'll work on it. You're yeah, good. Yeah, you yeeted. Yeah, we you actually yeeted. just... Con- yeah, we continued the conversation. So we haven't even introduced you yet. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about mac and cheese because it's a, it's, uh, Nicole, what is today? National Mac and Cheese Day. It's a thing. I looked it up because I'm, I'm that person at work that like, I, I have to run a lot of meetings and every meeting I put like a terrible holiday at the beginning of it because it's who I am as a person. And today I, I recognized that it was National Mac and Cheese Day. And so like I wore yellow and I really I, I ate some mac and cheese um, at several points on video and I really celebrated. It was very disgusting for them, but it was very, you know, great for me. Yeah. Are you joining? Are you in, are you having any beer today? Uh, I'm having good old H2O. I actually just got done with my run not that long ago. Um, and so I'm waiting to beer until later. But I'm just, I'm, I am living vicariously through your beer. And as we do with every episode, even though I don't really do it, uh, this is your, uh, this is your reminder to drink your water. Um, I I think I'm drinking some water. I've been drinking some water. I've been drinking my water, I guess, uh, because otherwise, uh, Nicole will yell at me because apparently I'm a dried up noodle. Yeah, I mean, I just want you to be hydrated and happy. I just want your kidneys to love you for the rest of your life. But how am I supposed to uh, do a proper taper if I'm doing that? I don't know. You'll figure it out. I have faith in you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we bring back the crew for this uh because we you know what we haven't put out an episode in a while and we wanted to bring together some of my favorite people that can just hit the wit just be as witty as possible and i think we're gonna have a great time here we have a couple topics off the very off the start uh one of our main topics i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with uh but first things first uh it's a i guess somewhat of a running podcast how is training going going for you nicole well um i have not really been training for anything so after boston as i was not on the post boston pod um after i ran boston with one of my best friends um after i i I realized i was like really burnt out of running i got every every time i would go out for not just a speed workout every time i would go out for a run i was just like dreading it and so i was like i need to take some time off so i decided to take almost a whole month off of running completely and to stay active, I started lifting, like very, very heavy. And while I've kind of integrated running back into my you know, daily life, I haven't really been using it as my primary motivator of getting out of bed and doing stuff. So I've really been focusing hard on lifting and getting like really strong and doing a lot of lifting PRs. Um, but I have in the past few weeks started running a little bit longer again. So I'm back up to like four to six mile days, um, instead of like my dinky little two mile, 20 minute, just getting some cardio and kind of runs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, uh, like I wiped my whole fall schedule clean. I think that sometimes just having a, a break from training, um, we're so 
I mean, since like 2020 started, it's been like nonstop. I've been constantly like, what's the next race? What's the next time trial? And now I'm just kind of like chilling. I encourage everybody, if you're kind of in a weird place with running, just like take some time off. You'll fall in love with it again. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well said, well said. I would I would agree with that. I had a conversation with somebody at Run Club yesterday that said they took up time up some time off running just because like they weren't liking it. They weren't they were just not enjoying it and then just kind of didn't like where they were at. So I was like, it's okay. I've took off and on like two years of running off of post college and you find a good healthy relationship with it and you continue to do it because it's uh yeah, do it if you do it because you enjoy it. Don't do it because you just have to. And as for me, uh, well, like train's been going well. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it's been it's been the longest stretch. I still keep every time I talk now. It's ever the longest stretch I've ever stayed healthy, and that's been since November twenty twenty. And I struggled to stay three months three months healthy. So, uh, Nicole, you didn't talk about the boss like post Boston because I don't think any of us did. I don't think we did any post Boston update at all. Uh, any po- post Boston pod. Um, I thought you guys did the Glass City. Well, maybe you just talked about Glass City. I didn't talk coming into it. I don't think we talked about it after. We might not. I don't know. We might have. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, it's been going well. I'm uh, training for a couple of races right now. Uh, rather fun road mile. Went okay. Uh, and then um, I have Pittsburgh 8K, which I'm super excited. I want to get under 25 for the first time. That'll be really nice. Uh, and then I am doing Hood to Coast, and we've put down a pretty rock star team of just people all around the U.S. that we're hoping to do uh, really well at and try to hopefully take home a W. Uh, and then finally, I got uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago is what I'm training for, and hopefully I can get as close to 220s, or like low 220s as I can, and uh, finally like have a full, full breakthrough in this distance. Uh, I had fun at Boston. Uh, it was time of my life, and it was one of the more uh best experiences i've had but i'm like i did feel like i had a lot in the tank left to go uh so i'm ready to see if i can ride that line and see how much i can go from there chicago is not like though there's like one major hill and it's like when you have like 475 meters to go like it's like you have just one hill to get back in the park and that's it like it's not super it's not the flattest course um there, there i've definitely run flatter just like pancake flat but like as far as marathons go it's a really really easy pr course between that and berlin those courses are like especially when you compare to the rest of the majors and like london's not that hilly but like boston we all know is a beast and new york is just a whole different ball game so i think you'll have a good time in chicago yeah, I think I think it'd be a lot of fun. I like Boston because it's kind of like cross country. It's like the ups and downs, and just being able to like adjust. Where it's like, all right, I'm going full flat. I'm like, ah, let's see how this goes. I'm not used to riding the line for very much. Uh, I think I'm always very scared of doing it because I always have the like a little bit of a uh, uh, like excuse and a bullet in the excuse chamber that I can say, well, I've been injured coming into this race, so let's see what happens. Let's be a little bit more conservative. Now it's like, no, I've been healthy for a long time. Now I gotta like all right let's actually put this together and that's a little bit nerve-wracking yeah let's go <laughs> uh, and this weekend we have a crazy uh crazy crazy week ahead of us for all of our track and field fans this is the first time that the world championships have ever been hosted in the united states 
Uh, we're just going to touch on it very quickly. We're not going to go into detail about it just because, like, I think there's other podcasts that do a very good job of going right into detail of all of it. Um, I would actually recommend uh, the Second Splat podcast if you want, like, a really great overview of, like, what, what the, where, where you can watch it. And he has, like, a top eight breakdown of, like, what events are, like, his top eight, uh, including, like, Ryan Krauser, which is, like, him talking about Ryan Krauser and how much of a beast he is. It's super cool. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into detail too much about the the events themselves because I think uh, you'll have a lot of people that are already talking about it. But uh, as far as this really quick thing, as far as for us, like anything you guys are particularly excited about for the for the World Championships? I don't hate. I really like watching people race walk. I don't know. It's just so like technical. <laughs> like I know it's such a silly event. Like okay, it's not it's not a silly event. There are people that are very, very good at it worldwide that are very athletic, but like, just like all of this, the, the things that they have to do to like maintain perfect form for what is it? 20 kilometers is like, yikes. <laughs> That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's just such a foreign concept to me as just somebody who like goes out and just pounds on my feet. It's like, you can't really do that there. You have to have like a certain rhythm about it. It's it's fascinating to me. I don't know. I'm very excited for it. I'm also very excited to watch uh, former Beers and Miles guest Kira D'Amato shoot her shot at the marathon uh, as the alternate. That's going to be really fun. The the world record holder or American record holder. Sorry, maybe world record holder eventually. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, I think they moved it. It was supposed to be in Portland to start, and then they moved it like a couple months ago, uh, I believe. So we're uh, super pumped. I think it's on Sunday. Uh, really excited that like <clears throat> I'm. I'm really bummed to see like uh, that Seidel didn't like. She's not completely healthy because huge fan of Melly Seidel. But like when I saw like Kira D'Amato got it put in, I was like, I this this team's like. Uh, how often have you seen like a women's team that like is this strong in the marathon like significantly better than like our men's team like they actually can like like Bates is Bates can run like Sarah Hall's run really fast like I think if we have we have some good pretty good pretty good women that are ready to ready to go hard I also think like it's impossible to dislike Kira D'Amato and Molly Seidel like both of them are just like such cool individuals that like give so much to the sport outside of just you know being marathon runners they like molly's just openness about her mental health i think has done so much good for so many people and just kira's general bubbliness and her just supportive being so supportive of everybody i just i love those people we have some great people in the in the running world right now yeah and both of them have cool comeback stories too yeah i mean you know, Molly, like coming, you know, coming off of all the struggles that she dealt with, uh, you know, during her college career and even post collegiately. And then Kira, like, you know, pretty much retiring from running and then coming back like way later. Like, it's it's pretty cool to see. I mean, like, I, I feel like I always tell people like you like you can find running again, like even if it doesn't work out in your you know early 20s. And it's like it's cool to see her and have somebody to kind of look up to in that regard. You never lose it. It's like if you have that talent, you never really lose it. And it's like just once you have that it's just like enjoying it and then you just see let's see the sparks fly and have some fun with it so um as far as for for me i would say the 
the event that I'm probably most well, it's weird because last year the event they I would have said last year the event that I was most excited for was the 400 hurdles. Uh, this year's a little weird because Carson Warholm I don't think is 100% coming into this. Uh, so like I'm not really sure how that's gonna go. Dos uh, Santos kind of has a chip on his shoulder because he's been kind of he's been like. Uh, also ran basically in his last like season, so I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, then we have Ashland, uh, Trevor Bassett, the D2 guy in here, like they just like ran out, ran lights out for to get into the meet. It was awesome, um, and yeah. So that was like originally that was what I I I got. That was my most exciting ticket. Was like I think it was it was that. It might have been the 1500 on the same day and then the. Uh, and it might have been steeple. Something it was like a crazy day. It was like a Tuesday. I was like, oh my god, I need to watch this. Now, <clears throat> I would probably say like the two hundred might be. And I didn't buy tickets for the two hundred day because it's on Thursday now. It was the only day that I didn't buy tickets for. I think that might be my most exciting race for the weekend because you have Arian Knighton versus uh, um, versus what is this? Noah Lyles. And we got motherfucking Fred in this bitch too. I know it's it's awesome that Fred has just completely crashed the party of like short sprints. It's I'm I'm so here for it, but um, yeah, no, the the Arian Noah rematch is going to be awesome. I love that they've built up a rivalry and that it, they they're making it fun for us. And and that's an event that used to be the boring event. It used to be that the hundred was stacked and had you know all of the top Americans and the four hundred obviously for Americans was always great. And the two hundred used to be like, wait, we're sending who? Um, and now the 200 is like the marquee sprinting event for American dis- or for American sprinting. It's it's kind of cool. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, it's it's really weird. I the hundred. I'm kind of like oh well. I it was a kind of an also thing. I was like oh it's on Saturday, so I got a ticket later. And I was like okay, I'll watch the hundred final because it's a hundred. Right. Uh, where it's like well, also like do you, do you think like 1919 is like more attainable than you know Bolt's like nine whatever his world record? Oh, absolutely, is? absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, I guess, that makes it a yeah. little bit more fun. Yeah, and then I would say, like, it's weird because, like, I don't... It's not an event that I will ever be able to, like, kind of have some kind of relation to because, like, um, uh, you, uh, people that are not... that can't see this, uh, these arms can't really do much. Uh, they can pick up a beer, and that's about it. They can throw a beer can, uh, like, somewhere. Uh, but that shot putt is, like... The storyline behind the shot putt is going to be awesome. Like... Like not winning, like Krauser not winning indoors is like he comes in for blood, and it's gonna be fucking fun. I can't wait yeah. to see that. That's yeah. gonna be fun. And I have a bunch of track nerds that are gonna be sitting around me too. So I have my buddy Ben Walk, who uh, coaches Alex Burks. He's gonna be sitting right around us, and then I have uh, a, a beers and miles uh, previous guest, Justin Frick, who uh, was fifth at the Olympic trials in the high jump, competed for Oregon. So I get like the. The knowledge of like a lot of just track nerds and also being in an atmosphere with just track nerds to be able to talk about it. So that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Any uh, quick before we switch topics here, any uh, thing that you guys see as like a potential uh, uh, somebody come in to uh, do an upset or uh, steal the show a little bit or even or an event to steal the show a little bit? You know, if somebody could just take out uh, Jacob, <laughs> I don't feel like it's going to happen, but I would love to just see him not to win the 15. I think the 15 could be really interesting. I I really do love Ollie and I think he's 
he's you know he's still probably a or he was a step behind Jakob at pre classic I think is where they raced or maybe they raced at uh, Bislett Games wherever they raced recently Jakob Jakob got him in a mile but Ollie is is in in rare form right now it would be so cool to see that as a huge upset especially you know being that I know Ollie's a cool guy and ran at Wisconsin so I would consider that like a minor win for the U S Go America we um, need a win <laughs> Yeah it counts it counts. But no, that that could be a cool a cool potential upset in the distances. I mean, you just never know with distance. I don't think that you can ever call a distance race a lock. But yeah, so weird. If like it's so weird that if they ran in the in the U.S. for like the the NCAA, like you think they're American because like the same case with like not so much with Ollie Hall, but with Josh Kerr. I was like, wait, he's not an American. Right. I was like, wait, he's <laughs> he's yeah. But it's like I was like, if you, I go, to, if you go to school here, you're honorary. That's that's what I think. Right, and because Josh Kerr wasn't heralded coming in, like nobody knew who he was, and he kind of rose up the ranks in his second year in New Mexico, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Like nowadays, like we hear of these kids before they come in, and we know, like, oh, this kid from Australia is going to be good. But like with Josh Kerr, was fun because he just came out of nowhere and just beat Chez at indoors, and it was like, wait, what? (laughs) So it's fun to root for him internationally now because it feels like the NCA helped make him Mr. Worldwide. Exactly, for real. I would say uh, a crazy outsider pick, uh, which I don't fully believe will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did, uh, is if the race goes out slow in the 5K, uh, don't count out Woody Kincaid based on that 5K that he ran. <laughs> based on that, I would say like don't count him out too much. Uh, I will also say probably the U.S. is not going to be super, super competitive in the 1500. Uh, I don't think anybody besides the top four is going to be really in it, but that 5K might be really interesting. We have a lot of great guys in there, uh, and uh, I could see Woody, Woody's top speed is terrifying. Yeah, dude's got some jets, yeah. All righty. So we have our topic of conversation today. So with that being we have the World Championships this weekend, it got us to thinking, and also got me to thinking as well, uh, a little bit in the tie-in is that uh, we had a very special like announcer for the U.S. Championships, and that was RG3. And uh, if you guys haven't heard RG3, like I hope they bring him back for Worlds because he's actually really good. I really enjoyed hearing uh, RG3 like do commentating. He uh, he did a lot of like. Uh, I think he said running through his six with my woes, uh, like for one of the sprint events. I was like, yes, this is fantastic. I fully enjoyed watching RG3 being a commentator. I hope they bring him back. Um, but that led us to the topic at hand, and this was uh, sent to us uh, by Nicole. Nicole came up with this topic this morning. So, what is the topic, Nicole? So I was just thinking, there's been a lot of movement in this NFL offseason at the quarterback position. Um, some good, some very. Very heartbreaking and bad. Uh, go former Browns fan. Um, anyway, so it got me thinking, what, what what, track or field event do you think that each NFL quarterback would participate in, just in general? <laughs> Not that they'd be good at, but just that they would participate in. <laughs> I love it. I, I had so much fun thinking about this today. <laughs> so I have all the quarterbacks pulled up. Chris, do you want me to read them out and we can just talk about them or do you want to read them out? You read them out. Okay, so 
I don't have it done by conference. It's just by AFC and NFC. So um, the first up is Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I feel like his event is like, obviously he should do the triple jump because have you seen the way that that man runs on the field? <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I'm glad we're starting with Lamar too because I feel like as soon as anybody thinks quarterback to track, Lamar is the first one that's going to come to mind. Here's my take on Lamar. I think that he actually is more quick than he is fast. I think that he doesn't generate the same power that like a big, powerful like a running back like like Derrick Henry or even like a quarterback like uh, uh, like a Cam Newton or something like that who's like really big. I actually like Lamar for the longer sprints. I want to see him run a four. Okay. I was going to go with uh, the 200. He gives me off Fred Curley vibes. So 2-4 guy. 2-4 guy that maybe can even like, because there's like there's those guys that you see that, like, it, like, that can also do a long jump too. I'd say 2-4 long jump. Like he somehow can play around with that because uh, he gives me Fred. He really does give me Fred Curley vibes in the 2-4. Uh, who knows? Maybe Lamar Jackson could throw down, a, throw down 100 and say like, you fuck it, I'm Fred Curley. <laughs> right. I guess it's also hard with some of these guys because Lamar looks so small next to his lineman, but I'll bet <laughs> next to Sprinters, he's probably actually a pretty big dude. But yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see the argument for the triple jump too. That dude can fly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just think that his like running form just kind of lends itself to being a good triple jumper. Just like the way that he just yeah, moves. Good, good knee yeah. height. Like he, he, yeah. he doesn't really just like sprint. He kind of like, oh. <laughs> right, he like bounce. Yeah. yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. I, I yeah no, I can see the video of, of him getting blockers downfield and he's like cutting Chris and everything. Chris is giving me yeah. the funniest look. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys can't all see the the motion that I just made. Okay, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. So uh, a personal love of mine and my new bandwagon fandom, um, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. Okay, awesome. I actually thought a lot about Josh Allen today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I feel like it would. I mean, he is huge. He's fast. I've seen him hurdle people. Dude's got a cannon of an arm. I want to see him do the multis. I think he can do everything. He. I think he's the Mister. He was Mister Do Everything for the Bills this whole season last year. I think he's led the Bills in rushing before yes. and also throws eighty yard bombs. I'm sure he could pick up the pole vault if he really tried and committed himself to it. He's a big guy, but um, I, I think, I think he's doing the full deck. I think he could even get himself to run the 15 if he really. I put tried. him in the decathlon. Um, I, I think, yeah. Nice. There you I, go. I thought he would probably just be like athletic AF and just show everybody up. And he, he's that type of person that like you kind of look at the guy and you're like, no, mm-mm. but then he just like puts on the show and it's like what just happened and when you don't have like a really really crappy nfl overtime rule like he's probably going to win the game <laughs> right exactly yeah and he's yeah he's a competitor i don't know what i'm, I'm going the cap yeah yeah that's an easy choice okay, right here jeez yeah love it yeah. consensus yes i'm glad we all agree on this all right um I would say for this one that, you know, I would have an event picked, but I think that, um, you know, if I think that track and field takes allegations a little bit more seriously than the NFL does. So I would think this person wouldn't even compete, but Cleveland Browns to Sean Watson. 
Oh man, we're going here. Um, just honestly, like whatever event has the least need for manual therapy would like <laughs> hammer yeah. girl, maybe. Uh, I'm gonna be a little bit mean. It's gonna be a little bit controversial. Uh, so uh, if you're a sprinter, don't hate me. But I'm gonna put with the event that has a lot of people that test positive that does have a little bit of a ring cloud in it. I'm gonna put the hundred. The hundred. The hundred or the, fair enough. Keep them there. The hundred yep. or the. Women's 800? The top of that? Yeah. Well, I was going to say 100. We, we, if he's in the 100, we only have to see him for 10 seconds. But we, so. put, we definitely agree that Deshaun Watson should not be anywhere near the women's 800. <laughs> he should correct, be correct. Correct. I, if, if, I, if I could go and say, like, if only, oh, no, no, I'm happy it's not the case. But, like, if, this, if the men's 60 hurdle, uh, men's 60s had that many positives like the men's 100, I would say 60, but it's 100. I'm going to 100. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Another AFC North superstar, um, former Super Bowl runner-up, and guy that wears really cool sunglasses, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Okay. This is a toughie because he's just such a football guy. Um, I I think I, I ended up saying I would have him do the 110s. I, he actually has, like, decent speed. Uh, he's not like the fastest guy out there, but he just like looks like the kind of build that's like sort of compact and powerful, a little like more sneaky athletic than I would have thought. Like I could see him like mirroring like a Devin Allen type, like and being actually like a pretty like good sound hurdler, you mm-hmm. know? Because there's certain like hurdlers that aren't actually the fastest, but they just have like really good technique and form. Um, that's what I would probably go with. Yeah, you know, you know like, honestly, to take it, take it as like I, I came into this originally. Like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying like I knew a topic at hand, but I didn't have any time to actually like research the quarterbacks. But like at first, I came in with the thoughts was like, oh, like they're top end like track athletes. No, these are. I look at it now. This is a guy in your high school team. This is a high school track team. Yeah, I, I'd go with the. I go with 110. I'd absolutely go with the 100%. Yeah, exactly, Chris. That was that was the way I was thinking of it too. I was like, I wasn't thinking like you know professional necessarily, but I was thinking like, yeah, like if Joe Burrow shows up for high school track for the PE credits and he's got to do something, I he's probably doing. The you know, time. I couldn't get past that guy with the motion of like throwing the football, and I just gave him the javelin. I was like, you know what? Put Jamar Chase at That's the fair. other end, and you got you got yourself a deal there. No, I like that too. That's a, I mean, honestly, he looks he looks just like a javelin throwing teammate that I had at Stanford. So <laughs> give it to him. All right, Joe. Burrow. Good enough. As long as your face looks the same. You yeah. are you basically are the same person. Um, yeah. So this is a sentence I don't know if I'll ever get used to saying. Um, welcome to the AFC, Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson. Yo, oh, yo! I, that, the same thing that I said when I saw the list. I was like, wait, oh, he's not a Seahawk anymore. It's so weird. I know. This is honestly just such good prep for the season too, because I like I literally just learned today that Matt Ryan had moved to the Colts. <laughs> so like I clearly need this quick briefing to to be able to just know where all the quarterbacks are before we get within started. Within the last hour, this. within the last hour, he found out that Matt Ryan is no longer with yes. Matt Ryan. Or or refound out. I'm sure I found out about it at some point, and it just left my mind. Um. Anyways, yeah. So. I, I really wanted to di- diversify events here, and so I, I thought through all the quarterbacks to think of like who would actually be good at the shot, and I was like, okay, you got to be compact, pretty strong, burly, good footwork. You know, throwers the the really good throwers aren't actually super immobile. Like I would never pick big, you know, Big Ben or like 
you know, Peyton Manning or something to be a shot putter. I actually want to see Russ throw shot. Um, and I know that's kind of a weird one, but, uh, yeah, that's just like, that's just where I, uh, where I put him. I, I think he's, he's got the footwork. He's got the compact build. He's got like a pretty strong, uh, like, I don't know, lower body. Um, so I think he could get in the ring and toss one. I'm going to go with the ring as well, but I'm going to go with the hammer throw. Just a, a little bit more like, yeah, both of them involve footwork, but like just watching the hammer, just like having that outside, like how much I think, I think both involve a lot of footwork, but I, I'm also not, I'm not a thrower at all, but it just seems like the hammer is a little bit more like, it's kind of like the triple drop with throws. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, sense. I actually gave him the high jump because I think that he would be really good at like taking off and then just like letting it rip. I don't know why. I, I don't ask me why. I just look at the guy and I'm like, yeah, you probably could launch yourself over, over with a pole over a very tall item. So, you know, that's what I'm going with and I'm sticking to it. There's no logic here. Russell Wilson, so we're going Russell, pole vault? Russell Wilson doing the pole vault would be very interesting. <laughs> I would just, yeah. I, I think I would just, in my my heart, I would just love to see it happen. And so I think that's why I put it down. He is probably more. I could see it. He's, he's got the face. Again, the pole vault. again, again yeah. no, honestly, that's it. Pole, vault, pole vaulters are pretty people. They're very pretty people. Yes, they are. They are. Russell Wilson they all is hot. Are. Like, no, yeah, no exceptions. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, he's, he's dating Sierra. Come on, like. I mean, you yeah. mean Sierra, Sierra, like C I A R I. One, two, step. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. The. That, that, yeah. uh, a funny story that was on my not one, two, step, but that's that should be on my my playlist. But uh, lose control with Sierra. Lose control was on my uh, my drunken uh, karaoke list. Oh yeah. So, Definitely. Russell that's a Wilson post yeah. post uh, whatever he does if he throws or launches himself, no one knows. Um, he does something. He's going to be singing that in karaoke with you, right? Because he's got to make uh. his, his lady proud. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! <laughs> All right, we get wait, our next one. If you were going off the same list, are we going to the Texans next? Yes. So, so the Texans has one that I don't. I have no idea who this man is. Uh, Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. Well, it's a good thing you're talking to a Stanford alum right now. Uh, Davis Mills was a rookie last year out of Stanford third rounder. Um, he took over early season last year for whoever was starting for the Texans before him. Uh, Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Um, and uh, he had a decent year. Nothing amazing, but Mills Mafia was behind him. The city of Houston got behind him. And it sounds like they were pretty satisfied with how he did. I think they may have had a coaching change recently in Houston as well. And through that transition, I guess they gave him the benefit of the doubt. Um, tall kid, really long neck is what he's known for. <laughs> and that's what I can't get past when I think about it. I see the long neck and I just see that long neck bending over a pole for the high jump. So That's, that's what, what I gave him for the same reason. <laughs> nice. See? <laughs> see, we're thinking the same way. <laughs> Like, I just, I need to see that neck go flying over. Oh, I can absolutely 100% right now envision that neck bending backwards over the over the bar, and he clears like 7 Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, do you need uh, an image, Chris? Quick quick look up of Davis Mills? <laughs> I, you're, he's on mute. You're on mute. 
I just found one. Oh, I just nice. found one. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure yeah. they just messed with it because like there's no way this man's neck is yeah. that because it's like a combination of like it's, his neck is like Yeah, there's some edits yeah. out there. Okay. I, I got one where they added a little bit of neck to the neck. It's like it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's girthy. Yeah, we're gonna Yeah. Yeah. Uh high jump is is one that I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, yeah, gotta go yeah. with it. You could. Oh, yeah, oh my god. No, I have all this also. Uh, no, I'd go with that. I'd go with that. That's, that's a, yeah, he's, he's got to be clear. It's vertical yeah. jumps of some sort. It's yeah. it's high jump or it's pull yeah. ball, but it's a hazard. Yeah, ha- oh, he breaks his fucking neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can break that. You can snap that yeah. thing so hard. Yeah, so let's keep let's keep him on the on the For lower the sake of his thing. life, all right. go with that. <laughs> Where are we going next? Uh, we are going to the beautiful city of Indianapolis, the Colts, the the recent realization of their quarterback, who is Matt Ryan. I think that that guy okay. is so stereotypical white guy looking. Like he looks like every other Manning brother. He looks like every every. If you can, if you close your eyes and you think white man, like that's who you see, and. I gave him the 5K because I was like, a lot of just like white men love to run the 5K. I don't know. It's a thing. <laughs> no, that's fair. I was I was headed down pretty much a similar path, but then I was like, oh, but he's old and old white men run the 10K. Oh, so <laughs> you're right. So I put him in the 10K. If he had been younger, 5K you're for right. sure. Um, right. Either way, yeah, that I think, yeah, Matt's pretty much just a long I'm I'm going yeah. further than that um, because he's, like, just looking at a picture of Matt Ryan right now. This guy, I've seen, I've seen this man on the marathon starting line. This man's qualifying for Boston. This is it. Thank you. <laughs> I love seen, it. He keeps, he keeps I've moving I've seen this up. man. This man has five Boston qualifying jackets, and he has got one. His first jacket has all the times he's qualified. This man is yes. a Boston qualifier. Do you think if you like rolled up on his car, it would have like every single like unicorn sticker and the Boston twenty six point two that they give you in the packet? I could see oh, that. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he's got thirteen point one twenty six. He's got the Sitco sign on on yeah. his car too, because only people that know know. And he lives in Indianapolis, so you know that's Indianapolis. Windianapolis. Next up, we have uh, from the the uh, Duval. Duval is what they say. Du uh, uh, my my buddy my buddy Garth loves this team, um, and I, he it looks like he just really enjoys pain because we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and we got Trevor Lawrence, and uh, <laughs> I got a pretty quick one with this one because it reminds me of a uh, it, it's it's fifteen five guy. This is uh what's his name? Uh, this is a. Uh, so, what's his name? Cole uh, Cole Hawker gives me Cole Hawker vibes. I, I go in fifteen five. Yeah, the hair, the hair yep, does the hair it for you. Yep, yeah, I I had him uh, running distance as well, but I had a more middle distance. I I thought with the, with the height and, and the long flow, I I don't know. He just looked he looked pretty lanky to me, but the kind of lanky that could maybe translate to actually some like pretty decent speed over the last hundred. I put him in the. So 80. I um, I put him in the long jump, and the reason why I did that is because if you ever watched the man play football, and as a, a an Ohio State alum, I have watched this man at Clemson a lot. He does this thing where every time he even gets tapped. Every time he even gets tapped, he's screaming at the ref. And so I gave him the long jump 
because that's the event that like a lot of people are like dq them dq them it's really easy to disqualify and he seems like somebody that would try to get everybody disqualified in the long jump so i just gave him that <laughs> right so you mean like he's like he's like locked onto the boards like watching oh, for somebody yeah. else to he's lo- he's like tr- he's trying yeah, to win enough. by you got a red flag that you got a red flag that that didn't count exactly yeah I mean, he might not even be participating yeah. in the event. He might be injured. I don't know. But he is definitely out there DQing you. You watch out. He's just hanging out over the official <laughs> shoulder. Ref. Nice. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, everybody. <laughs> Next up is a city known for being in two different states, but only named after one, Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomey, Patrick Mahomes. This is hard. I thought he was hard too. He's not. He, he's not sprinter. I don't give him that. Uh, yeah. I can't fully give him distance either. I think I'm just gonna toss him in for like a, a little bit of an outside one. I'm gonna throw him 400 hurdles. I I gave him a relay. Um, and the reason why is because when he is under pressure, like if you've ever watched him play, sometimes he just like doesn't play super well unless he's under like a ton of pressure and then sometimes when he turns on those jets he turns them on from like zero to 100 so i gave him the anchor position of a 400 meter relay yeah there you go he can pass with either hand well done i can see that (laughs) (laughs) i know this was yeah uh yeah this this one was hard i i think i had him um as my one of my two javelin throwers i really did try to diversify <laughs> i had two guys i had two guys in the jab he would be like second place out of my two jab throwers um but that maybe that does discount him because he is a really good all-around athlete you just got to find the right thing for him but i i like that justification for the four by one that makes sense it's a high pressure mm-hmm. event i was just noticing today that uh so the uh I think you, as a team, if you win worlds in the four by one, you get like eighty thousand um, dollars. And so I, I made a tweet today where I was like, so basically, like when the U.S. drops the baton, they're like essentially dropping like a Lincoln. Navigator. Or if they want, if they each want their own car, they it could be like four used toy memories. But like, yeah, my point with all that is like the U.S. always drops the baton, like, and they need somebody clutch, like Pat Mahomes, to, like, make sure that baton gets all the way If or in the, when the U.S. drops the baton, I am going to Photoshop a Lincoln Navigator as a baton. You, you have to oh, put, dude, you really have to put, you it. have to put angry. <laughs> Please? I did it for an old picture. I really want you to put angry Patrick Mahomes in the background of this, too. Nobody will understand unless yeah. they listen to this, but you oh, all better be listening to oh this. Oh, my God. Exactly. No, this, yeah, this will all happen. All right, I got the next one here. Uh, coming to you from the uh, Sin City, the city that never sleeps, uh, the city of lights, uh, the Windy City. We're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we got Derek Carr. That guy looks like an emo. Like, he just looks like an emo man. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the fact that his eyelashes make him look like he's permanently wearing eyeliner, but I don't know why, but, you know, I was a big hurdle person, and I was an emo, and so I just gave him the hurdles because kindred spirits. I saw his picture, and he gave me very much Braden Gates vibes a little bit, so, like, I'm going to give him the steeplechase. 
Like this is like this is like, this is a dog here. This is the kind of man that goes in like says like fuck the hurdles. I can get over this. Like I'm just gonna fuck. I'm gonna put myself in danger. I use that same justification on another person, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I uh, I had him as my 5K guy um, for basically the same reason. I was just like, oh, this guy. He's just kind of like a regular old like kind of sad looking <laughs> dude he's probably he's probably just like a like one of those guys that uh like distance guys that just kind of gets gets stuck in one of the distance races to suffer in the yeah. 5k um yeah i didn't i don't have very many good feelings about uh Derek Carr. i uh i i didn't want to put him in the steeple because i saved steeple for somebody else but fair enough <laughs> oh i know what the next is nicole go for the next one so the next one, the city of angels or the city of devils, depending on who you ask, um, the the team that was not supposed to be here but is Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, Herbie fully loaded. Where do we have him? Where do we have him? All right, this is my javelin thrower. I'm <laughs> I'm a Chargers fan. Uh, long been a Chargers fan. I was telling Chris earlier that I. I uh, nearly gave them up, and then I, uh, Justin Herbert came along, and even though they broke my heart and moved to Los Angeles, I, I mean, how could you, how could you not love that guy? He's, he's like six, what, six six or six seven. I've used this term already several times, but he has an absolute cannon. He's tall and he can move pretty well, and he just seems like the the right kind of bendy and uh, I don't know pliability that you need to really just be able to chuck that thing. So. He's my javelin thrower, uh, and he's a better javelin thrower than Mahomes. <laughs> I have him as a thrower as well, but I have him as the hammer throw. And the reason why is because I think if a golden retriever were going to participate in a track and field event, he would probably participate in the hammer throw because, oh, my God, ball. Yay, fun. And that's why I have Justin Herbert in there because he is the NFL's golden retriever. <laughs> Oh yeah, I could see I could see him absolutely chasing down one of those hammers that's flying through the air. Yeah, it, yeah. After he flings that thing, yeah. I have him. I have him as a javelin thrower for the sake of like he kind of like looking at him, giving me gives me vibes of this uh, like kind of a I don't know like a ultimate frisbeer. He does ultimate frisbee on the side, and the only guy that I've known that like very well that like played like kind of pro ultimate frisbee was a javelin thrower. So I'm gonna go with javelin. Uh, shout out to my writer. Yeah, throws absolute yeah. bombs. Uh, you're taking the next one because uh, I'm going to take the next one after that. You can't take the next one after that. You can't take your own team. Okay, I took my own team. We'll, yeah. we'll call it. Okay. Um, so it's the team that's also in Florida that everybody forgets about because they're just not very good. Um, but they have probably the coolest color scheme, I think, in the NFL. Miami Dolphins. How do we feel about Tua? Okay, this is what I actually thought a bunch about. Chris, you, sorry, did you want to go first on this one, Chris? Okay, um, so when I look at Tua, what I see is somebody who is uber-talented, uh, frequently injured, and kind of a polarizing figure. And when I think of the guys in the running space that are the most talented, most of the time it's the 1,500 guys. And I just feel like he fits perfectly into that, like into that role of like one of those guys who's I heard a lot and people, you know, people always seem to have opinions about the 1500 guys and they generate a lot of buzz, you know, your Craig Ingalls or, you know, your Cole Hawkers or whoever it's going to be. Um, he 
is one of those guys that's like young and generates a lot of conversation. Uh, I yeah, I just I the first thing that came to my mind was like I think this guy's running the fifteen. I gave him the eight hundred meter, but similar logic. I I put him in middle distance. I don't think he's a sprinter. I don't think he's a long guy. I don't really see him. I mean, he's a he throws for a living, but I don't really see him as any kind of thrower or jumper or anything. I gave him the 800 because like, yeah, you're right. He's, he's spends a lot of his time injured. He is pretty polarizing, but I just don't see him being a reliable 1500 guy. I thought maybe 800 would be a better fit for him. Yeah, that's fair. It is a weird one. Cause Some, something. Yeah. This is weird. Cause like I was originally going to say like, cause like that kind of gives me a, like nowhere near close, but Beckley vibes where it's like, he did really well for his like he, he showed some glimpses of like actually being really good into like the in the marathon distance and like number two all the time. People forget about that in the marathon for him. Uh but like yeah, it's uh I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna throw in the fifteen. I'm gonna throw in the fifteen. It's a it's a little bit of a wonky event. Not everybody uh not everybody see there's not really any consistency in the fifteen hundred every year for the US or anything like that, besides like your top guy, but like I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. that. I think that that's good logic, especially since a lot of times, like the 1500s, when you're on, you're on. And when you're off, it it can be really bad. And that's like how Tua just plays. Yeah. So we're going to, the next one is, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about America's team. America's Dallas team. Dallas Cowboys? And, and, and we're going to talk about America's team. This is my time. My time to talk about America's team. And uh, with that, I'm going to open up a beer. I'm going to open up a, a swish from that kind of area. Uh, this, is, this is New England, and we're talking about the New England Patriots. We're talking about America's team. We're talking about Mac Jones. Yeah, I hate that guy. I put him in the 1500 because he is Cole Hawker. <laughs> oh. oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh the Mac Jones thing for me brought up a point that uh, that Chris was bringing up earlier where like when I saw him, I didn't see him as an elite track and field athlete. I saw him as that kid from my high school who just showed up and needed to be in an event um, and, <laughs> and just kind of sucked a little bit, but like he was there and he was going to be there the whole season on the JV team. And um, so he's going to run the four by one and then he's going to do the high jump, <laughs> um, but only because... Only because he figured that the high jump would be the least amount of work, but then they were like, "Well, no, you also have to run a leg on the four by one." And he was he like, "He has Fine. that face, though. I um, agree with you." <laughs> yes, exactly. He's got the lazy face, and he, apparently he's in better shape now. But like, you know, people were always like, "Oh, this dude is just like, you know, he's he's got the old picture from college, smoking cigar and everything." It's like, no, no way, this dude's actually running a real event. So, at my high school, it was always you went to high jump if you didn't want to work hard. And then they might make you run a relay. So that's what I was going to say. This guy kind of gives me vibes of, like, my neighbor, who's, like, really, like, well, he's pretty talented. Uh, but also, it's like, ah, I'm just, I'm just going to track. Uh, I'm going to give him discus. He's going to be discus, and somehow he's going to get thrown in 100 in a high school team, too. Because, like, you know he, you know he can do something, but, like, he's not going to be great at it. But then, like, the discus, like, he'll be, like, middle of the pack at his, like, high school conference. And he'll be like, yeah, just do the job there. And then he'll eat some hot Cheetos and drink in Arizona. Yeah, he's definitely the kid that's like eating food at the concession stand before the oh, end absolutely. of the absolutely. Like, and I think yeah. the discus gives you enough time for the that. So if you if you're just like a shitty high school kid about it. Next up, we have the man, the myth, the freaking legend, Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. 
this man is the the one I gave to the steeplechase because this guy's a dog. The if you followed the news at all, if you have seen this, if you have open Twitter, you have seen this guy's name, and for good reason. This guy is a cougar chaser. He is ready for anything. He is a steeplechaser. For you, for what you're saying there, I would uh, for your reasons, I'd give him the hundred. He's the face. It, no, the hundred or the four hundred, because like both of them have the, and it's more the relay more than anything. He's the kid that's going to be winning your relay either in the 100 or the 400 and he's going to be smile on the face and he's going to one that's like he's going to he's take the home the, he's going to take them home happy and he's going to he's going to impress the mom on the sidelines too flex for <laughs> yeah well see i had to look no further than the cougar mascot to make my decision i mean zach wilson he went to byu i mean you know clearly ed Stone's going to get him running 90 100 mile weeks he's going to be running the steeple chase in the 10k just like everybody else at byu <laughs> so that's where i had him uh byu guys run the 10k They're, they just do track to get ready for cross country um so yeah no decision this guy to, just wants there. to get dirty he wants to get dirty in yeah. some woods yeah i could definitely see him enjoying yeah. Yeah. jumping in oh, yeah one foot in the water one yeah. foot getting wet i get it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. One foot, maybe secretly a second, you know. No one has to see. <laughs> and toe, and you know, you don't double foot it. I also, so the next one, I, I just love this on this profootballnetwork.com source that we're using for um, Schittsburg. I'm sorry, I really, really do not like them. <laughs> no, fuck the Steelers. We, I, I, all my homies hate the Steelers. Well, they don't really have one quarterback listed. They have a trio Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph. And I just, you know, couldn't get past looking at all three names. And I was like, well, they're going to do a relay together and they're going to come in DFL. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same exact thing. I said I said they were going to do a four-man, big-man relay with Mike Tomlin. <laughs> did you guys ever have that? Yeah, we did. I love big-man relays. The throwers, yeah, the throwers would run the four-by-one. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Because, I mean, I think Kenny Pickett's a pretty big dude. I actually like him. I I know he, like, played at Pitt, and that's, like, cool that he got drafted to his team. But then, like, Mason Rudolph, like, he's just, he's just he just has an annoying-looking face. I'm pretty sure he's, like, a pretty a pretty big guy, too. All four of these guys, you know, if we're including Mike Tomlin in this, uh, could probably throw. But where I really want to see them shine is in the big man relay. I'm going to go with the 400, and not for any kind of talent at all, but is it the... It, I see the 400 is kind of like the drums of track and field when you're like either like if you're a distance guy it's it's if you're a distance guy it, it's the mile but if you're I feel like in the in the in the sprints it's the 400 because you end up the meet and so these are all the guys that are like the number five or six guy that like they want to be on that four by four team and they want to be the star of the team but they're not good enough to make the make the A squad they're not. Until somebody gets hurt, or two people get hurt, then they get put in there. That's who they are. Fair. Yeah, I like All it. Alright. Next up we have down Halen from Nashville, Nissan Stadium, Tennessee. Uh the Titans quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, so for Ryan Tannehill, I actually uh I wanted to just like look up a picture of him just so I could look him in the eyes and try to figure out what his event was. And then it brought me to his Wikipedia. And then, so I kind of cheated on this one, but I found out he actually ran the long hurdles in high school. Oh. Um, 
which is cool because I feel like, I mean, yeah, they're like, you know, obviously like there are some quarterbacks that have track histories. Ryan Tannehill would not have been the one that I would have thought did, but um, easy pick for me for 400 hurdles. He's going to, he's going to come back. Yeah, we'll give it back to him. Yeah, I gave him the 400 hurdles, even not knowing that about him, um, because I think he has. That's awesome. I think he has a hurdle face, and apparently, I was right. <laughs> there you go. I love that we've been arriving at conclusions in on different. Coming places. from the dirty south, we're starting to talk about the NFC. We're talking about that dirty south. We're talking about Atlanta. We're talking about the Falcons. And we got two options here. We got Marcus Mariota. And we got Desmond Ritter. Who do you got? And uh, what what are their what are the two? What are the events for both of them? We're just picking one. I don't give a shit. I'll I'll take Marcus in the two hundred. Um, he was one of the guys that I was thinking of when I was trying to think of speed versus quickness. Like whereas I think that Lamar is like more pure quickness, and a guy like Cam Newton is pure speed. For whatever reason, I like guys that like have quickness but less actual like powerful speed to do the longer sprints. And I kind of saw Mariota as like the perfect in between between like Lamar and like a Cam. Like and I thought he had good sprinting form too. He, I feel like he always looks good when he's running with the ball. So I I had him running the two. I had I had Ritter in the two as well because of his forty um, at the combine. I think he did really well. He also drives for DoorDash, so maybe he's like not doing an event at all and he's just on the sideline delivering food to the rest of the team. I don't know. Uh, Mariota, I felt like was kind of a tough one for me because I, I mean, he's not like, he's okay. Um, I, I put him in the 400 for similar reasons as we've kind of given before. It's just kind of like a bread and butter and like that guy's kind of like, you know, he's skilled, he's pretty good, but you know, it's not like he's like the flashiest person or anything. So yeah, I'll give it a 200 and we can move on to the next one then. Yeah, he's, uh, there's something about Mariota that makes me excited. It's a 200, and so yeah, he's just kind of there. It's kind of the guy that gets yeah. lost in the shuffle. And unfortunately, in high school, like running, like unless you're like really, really good, 200s like you're there. You're like it's right in the middle of the four and the one. You kind of have to do it. Yeah, I know. And in, in the high in the high school, it's like right towards the end of the dual meet. It's like kind of yeah. It's the reason why the 3200 doesn't happen yeah. very as quick as it should. I give the next quarterback from the great state of Arizona, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I gave him the 200 for kind of similar reasons as that. I'm like, yeah, he's okay. He's just, he's whatever. He can be a 200 runner. I don't know. Nah, Kyler Murray's that 100 runner that's kind of mid-pack, thinks he's a shit. Like, I just, like, I look at a photo of him right now on the Kyler Murray stats page from ESPN, and he kind of gives that shit shit and grin there. He's the 100 guy that's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking beast. And it's like, nah, man, you've won 11-3. Dude, I I actually saw something a little different in Kyler, right? I I think that in the 800, there are a couple of different builds. You can go with the tall, lanky guy who goes out really fast, or you can have the kind of small, compact guy that starts behind and builds really hard into it. You're, you're kind of Nick Simmons-ish build, and I was just like, uh, you know, like Kyler, is he's, he's fast, he's known for his running speed, but like I just can't in good faith, like put him in the hundred and watch him just get completely outstrided by guys that are way taller than him. But I was like, this little guy could actually probably run a pretty good 800. Yeah. So that's, yeah, Yeah. that's where I went with it. But two, four, eight, something like that. Yeah. Or one, two, eight. For the sake of time, because we're, we're, we're running out of time on this one. I kind of want to throw out someone's real quick for you. 
Nicole, I'm going to go back and forth with you. You're going to pick some up of the rest of the list here. Uh, yeah, let's just go rapid fire. Uh, okay, let's go rapid fire. Uh, Carolina Panthers, you got Baker Mayfield. I think he would probably be the 100-meter person that thinks he's hot shit, but is not. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had him as the high school kid that tries the discus because he thinks he's way stronger than he is. Oh, I have a shot, but it's the same for the same case. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Ohio State's own. Justin Fields. Yeah, I had him as a long-distance guy. Um, I think he's kind of in like a, a the long game, you know, like he got drafted by the Bears and that's just like a not really a great place to be right now. Um, but it, it, I think he can make the team something good. And I think that's kind of like, you know, the same kind of mentality you need to run a long distance event. Slow and steady. I got him uh, 400 hurdles, 800 guy. That's where I'm putting him at. What you got on him, Steven? Oh, shoot. Um, I had him, let's see, I had him in the long jump. I, I felt like he had good just like straight speed. It didn't seem like he was juking a ton of guys out or anything, but like in the open field, it looked like he could he could run a decent decent vertical. Um, but yeah, I not, not too many strong opinions on uh, fields either, but uh, I wish him the best out in Chicago. What can I say? Next up. How about them Cowboys? We're really, talking about Dak Prescott. Really America's team, not the, uh, not the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, I, that was what I thought you were saying when you said America's team. I, I had Dak, Dak as my hammer thrower. I had him as hammer thrower. He's just like a, yeah, well-built, decent footwork, but not overly explosive or anything. Um, I think he could spin around in a circle and launch that thing. I'm tossing him in a disc. Throwing the throws as well. Detroit Lions, Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know. I feel I feel bad for Jared Goff. Um, I I had him in the long hurdles too, um, mostly just because yeah, that that dude has had a long road with a lot of hurdles. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere that he's gone, he's had something rough happen. He was the number one pick. And, like, immediately his head coach gets fired and, like, he's, like, a bust. And then all of a sudden he's not a bust because Sean McVay fixes him and he goes to the Super Bowl and he loses because he can't complete, the like, the right passes that he needs to. All he had to do was score, like, one and a half touchdowns against the Patriots and they would have won that year. Um, and then he gets, he gets replaced for Stafford and all this other stuff. And now he plays for the Lions and... He's probably got one year left until he gets replaced by somebody else for the Lions, and he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, that's that's the four hundred hurdles we're talking. I'm going eight hundred. I had him as a race walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had him as eight hundred, and he was the guy that was hoping to be a miler and hoping and either like it's either hoping to be a miler or hoping to be a four hundred guy, and like it's that guy that you see and like that you just don't know what you're gonna do with him. What about Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers? I have him. I have him I hate falling I hate him so much. I have him doing the short hurdles and falling on his ass. I'm so sorry. I just can't stand that guy. Yeah, that's good. I I think he's another guy that yeah, like I would have. 
doing like the hammer because he was like convinced he had like the he knew how to do it better than anybody else and he would come up with like his own weird technique and it wouldn't go well and he would have some excuse for why it didn't Aaron Rodgers loves the attention so I'd either give him the 400 or the long jump because like have you seen long jump with long yeah. jump I fucking love that attention true also like yeah Aaron Rodgers feels like a like a 400 yeah, he definitely could. we're, we're going to talk about a dog here we're going to talk about Matt Stafford from the Los Angeles Rams relay because he's going to be a middle a middle of the relay if you put the right weapons around that man he is going to excel but on his own eh. Mm-mm. that's true i could see that like you just put him on the back stretch um i had i had stafford doing some throws i i had him doing like a maybe even like a shot disc double he, he is one of those guys i see as the high school thrower that that kind of yeah does it all. yeah it's almost like just multi-talented the throws um, I'm not sure how much time you have left, Stephen. You said seven, so I, I'm going to give you just one more here before we, we let you go, uh, because uh, this, is, this is a very, very nice. polarizing figure, and I think, Nicole, I Perfect. think you know I'm going to put out here, because I have to. Uh, we're going to do Tom Brady. Whoa. Yep, that is, that is the one. Um, I mean, Tom Brady, I feel like, is... Uh, He's got to be in the event that's going to have the most eyes on it at the end of the day. He's run. He's running the hundred. It's a big show. It's all about Tom. It's uh, you know, when's he going to retire? Is he going to retire? Is he going to hold the throne? No way he can possibly win again. The new challenger is coming. The one hundred is the event that they always make the big show. I don't know if anybody remembers seeing Brady's forty at the combine. He's he doesn't have the most foot speed, but if you want to talk about the pageantry, I mean, I have him. He's, he's I had him in the marathon, like a, in a marathon for the same thing because I I, I think it's flashy. Oh, that's and true. people are that's always like with marathoners, if they have a bad performance, it's like are they going to retire? Are they going to retire? Are they going to retire? So that's why I have him there. I'm gonna throw a different one, and Stephen, you might not like this, depending on how you how you feel about Tom Brady. I'm gonna go steeple. And the steeple for the reason why, if you're a 1500 guy and you're not fast that as fast as you should be, uh, or you're a 5k guy and you're strong but you're not as fast as that, you're throwing you throw a lot of guys in the steeple. It's kind of a nice little middle there. But also like you kind of have that Ezekiel Kemboy kind of vibe, so it's like you get all the attention on you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it on there. It's kind of a happy medium. He's not. Hey, Tom Brady can run. You've seen him run and then into a touchdown. He can do it. He can absolutely do it. He can run one yeah, yard. He can do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it to the steeple. Steeple. Then it's it's a man oh, yeah. after my heart too. He he gave us a lot of championships. <laughs> he gave us a lot of championships. I like the marathon one. That's actually a good point. That's <laughs> he. That man really has been going for almost as many years as marathons have. Yeah. And as Matt Ryan um, has too. My <laughs> my last couple that we didn't get to. I had I had Daniel Jones running the hundred too. Because if you've ever actually seen that guy in the open field. That's a guy who's fast. He might even be faster than Lamar Jackson running straight. Um, I had uh, Kirk Cousins doing a steeplechase because he's a nerd. Um, and the ner- nerds tend to run steeplechase. Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then I had Jalen Hurts doing the long jump. Did you have anything for Jameis? Famous Jameis? Oh, dude, Famous Jameis can do it all. He's doing the multis. Um, <laughs> what can't that man do? Yeah, Fahey, we we love we always love having you out here. Uh, where can they follow you? And uh, yeah, yeah, just give a shout out when you need to. Um, you can you can follow me on uh my my main Twitter at Stephen C Fahey, uh, or even my uh 
my secondary Twitter that I made just for my weird lists. Uh, that's list of the day, list underscore of underscore the underscore day. Um, you'll find some weird stuff on there. Uh, at Stephen C. Fahey on Instagram too, and uh, at Trader Joe's Track Club on Instagram. Um, yeah, I know. There's all these accounts. Um, but anyways, yeah, always always a blast to uh, to come on here and shoot the shit. Definitely happy to do it again sometime. And, and Chris, I'm, I'm very excited for you to go watch Worlds, and I really hope that you can give whatever energy we need to my boy Grant to go get Let's this. go, Grant. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Stephen. He's one of the best people to follow. Highly suggest it. It's, it's entertaining. Everything, like, there's very few people that have his notifications on for tweets. You're one of them. You might become a big fan of an umpire, though, if you start following him, just to put that out there. Oh, yeah. You guys got to – I know we didn't even really get to talk about Dan that much, but keep your keep your eyes peeled for Danny Asagna when you're watching your next MLB game. Um, he's my favorite umpire, and I've been following his stats all season. Uh, umpires don't get a lot of shine, you know. I, we can You can watch a whole MLB game without really thinking about the umpire one time, but – one day I just went down a rabbit hole and I was like, what if I just stuck with one guy the whole season and like just followed him <laughs> through his ups and downs and really cheered him on? And I had no idea that I would be this invested, but uh, I truly am. So, uh, yeah, you can keep up with Dan on my Twitter, too. I'll, I'll let you know how he's and, doing. And, that perfect and Stephen, is the reason why you got to cut out early is because you're going to go win a, a trivia, trivia night? That's right. I, I'm doing clivia, trivia with none other than Clayson Shumway um, over at this, this – uh, spot down in chapel hill and uh i forgot that we had to to do it this week because our crew is is pretty diminished so normally we have a a group of four but uh it's just me and clayson today so i gotta go Go put the team on your back we'll talk to you later later. i got this guys all right right, see you later guys thanks so much bye all right nicole it's just the two of us and we're gonna clear through this because uh you know uh ray's gotta get ready for bed and now i gotta get some mac and cheese in me so we're gonna go quickly through the uh that's uh there's not really much left here we got we got kirk cousins we got we got dan we already talked about daniel jones jalen hurts i don't give a shit about jimmy garoppolo uh jimmy yeah I, he was a patriot he was a he was a patriot I just I I need everybody on this podcast to go watch that video that they did of him, but it was like a parody of him before he came, walked on the field as a Patriot, and it was to the tune of Hamilton, and it was great, and I loved it. And every time I hear Jimmy Garoppolo's name now, I just start singing Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> and, and it won't get out of my head. I mean, like you guys are probably normal people, so it will probably leave your head just as quickly as it goes into your head. But I can't stop thinking about it. It is my life now. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I have nothing for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, like, Drew Locke, like, I kind of thought, started thinking about, like, what's the most, like, forgotten about event in track and field? <laughs> and, I, and I can't really think about it. Like, in, I guess in high school track and field, probably pole. Yeah, I would agree with you. I had the same thing for him um, because it's just not really a name that you think about when you think yeah. who are the greats. Carson Wentz I'm going to put as a, as a 400 guy just for the sake of, like, a state winning four by four where he is on the team and he helped the team win, but he wasn't the star. Yeah. But he's got a championship. I had him in the 200 just because I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this looks like a good number. Let's just put this. Let's just throw him in there. <laughs> All right. We're going to. 
We're going to throw up rapid fire for ourselves because we got some questions out of here. Anything interesting that you got that you wanted to like throw out? So I have a lot of friends that are like really big assholes. And like I joked around about putting up like anonymous questions and like trying to get those for the pod. I actually think yeah. I might do that next time we do this. I might do like, it we'll too. We'll probably get some, some weird ass questions. So I heard friends... I I heard that like they have like a, a full like automated kind of thing where like it lets out like it takes out all like the mean bullying stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, I don't yeah. want to be bullied. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool. 29. I don't want to be bullied. I read somewhere... I haven't actually answered somebody's anonymous question yet, but I was like looking at it and it has like a little thing on it that you can just like throw out a random question. And some of the random questions are like really interesting. So, you know, that might be a good option. But like one of my friends was like, you should definitely talk about um, how important it is to have good anal health. So if, you know, if you're listening to this, make sure your anus is in good shape, I guess. You can use a mirror to check it out for yourself. Jesus Christ. My next question <laughs> on here was uh, thoughts on running culture in the Midwest? Oh, it's dope to be yeah, dope. I think, it, I think it's better than most. I think it's very underrated. You have literally big cities that have like big running cultures. Like, it's great. The Midwest yeah. running culture is fucking fantastic. I mean, I'd say it's better than California. Like, like, uh, like post high school and post college, the running scene in the Midwest is, is unrivaled. It's fantastic. We don't have like the whole like Boston thing and we definitely don't have like, you know, like we but the Columbus Marathon and Indianapolis Monumental Marathon, like those are big races for these places. And like I know that there's a lot of, of running groups. I have a good friend, hi Sydney in Kansas Sydney. Sid Kansas Sydney. <laughs> Kansas City. And she has like a lot of running groups that she hangs out with and we have our Midwest Collective and you know, the Columbus Trail System and the Indianapolis Trail System. Those are some great trail systems for multi-use paths. And I think that you'll find something like that in almost every Midwestern city. There's just like a, a great system of like waterfront paths and like, you know, good running stores that you can just pop into and grab what you need and, or at least a running store, you know? Yeah, I would agree. Um, somebody... Yeah, next one. Somebody asked, what is next in your running career? What are your upcoming races? I have nothing on my calendar. I wiped my calendar clean after I enjoyed my break off Boston. I wanted to give myself a whole season to just get back into running and fall in love with it again. And I think I'm finally at peace with it again. I'm excited to get out the door again. So I want to keep that up and I don't want to put any pressure on yet. Uh, mine is, uh, I guess, real long-term one stuff. It's like after marathoning is the trails. Uh, I want to do, uh, I want to do, what's that called? Uh, what's a big one in California? Uh, Western States. I want to do Western States, and then I'll, I want to hit the Golden Trail series. Ooh. Like, I want to do that. Like, that sounds fucking cool. Um, That'd be really fun. My next question was, fear post-race beer? Okay, so there is a beer out of Jackalope Brewery in Nashville, Tennessee. It's called Bear Walker. And you can only get it in a growler. You, it, they do not can it. They do not bottle it because of the way that it's made. But it has, like, a ton of maple syrup in it, and I just love that shit. Like, it tastes like a like a breakfast in a, in a glass. I love drinking that <laughs> after I get done with a big workout. I haven't had a big post-race beer at all 
So like I uh, like you would think like oh I've thought about this question. No, not really. Uh, probably lager. I want something nice and like refreshing. Like I'm de- probably dehydrated because I'm always dehydrated. So probably that. Like when when I go at night, well I uh, mean you could throw me a Guinness. I'll chug a Guinness right away. Uh, so maybe that. All right, what you got in the next one? Uh, what is your go-to food before running? Um, either a piece of peanut butter toast, uh, graham crackers, or oatmeal, depending on the run. Mine's like a little bit, a little uh, granola bar that I have. Like I'll, I'll have that, or uh, I'll do if I have long morning avocado toast. Love avocado toast before I run. Yum, heckin' yum. Yum yum. Uh, uh, we saw this question's already been answered. Uh, this is a quick question that I'm just gonna answer for for, for the for the crowd. Uh, why does Brayden have to be such a bad bad boy? We don't know. We all don't know why Brayden's a bad bad boy, but we appreciate it. Uh, but in all seriousness, here, are you running any race in Eugene? I might be. I'm waiting on tomorrow to get something from. Um, uh, take the bridge. If take the bridge lets us race, we'll race, and we will race and uh, get my ass kicked by everybody else there. I called everybody fucking cowards if they weren't willing to put a question in. And um, I had a few responses that were like, I'm not a fucking coward, or maybe I am a fucking coward. And you know what? I just have to say that you should live your life however feels best for you, even if you're a coward. I still I still support you. We still appreciate you. Don't respect you, but we appreciate you. <laughs> no respect, but appreciation, sure. <laughs> If, you, if that's what uh, you need to get out of bed. I got a question. I was like, what are some best practices of hydrating before a run? Just drink water? Like, yeah, earlier it's... on? Don't chug water. Don't chug a ton of water right before your run because it's going to make you pee a lot. Yeah, drink slowly. And I think best practice is to just stay hydrated all the time. And then you won't have to worry about it as much. Um, I usually drink a noon or two before I go out for a run um, in the summer. But... Or like whatever hydration product that you consume, scratch, noon, whatever. Um, But if you're just hydrated all the time and you're consistently sipping through water and you're drinking like what you should be, which is a lot more than you think you should be, um, look it up. uh, You won't have that problem. Um, And you won't have the problem of like getting a mile into your run and then like feeling like you're going to pee your pants either. Yeah, she's right. Like, you should be, especially during a, before a big race, you should be hydrated, like, the week prior. Like, you should be consistently hydrated before that. Like, that's that's best practice. You should. You really should. Don't especially in the summer. Especially in the summer. Kidney damage is permanent. Don't forget that kidney damage is permanent. If you are not hydrating enough and you are hurting your kidneys, you can never get that back. I'm, I, I'm, I know I'm at the risk of sounding like everybody's mother. Please stay hydrated. We're learning. We're learning. We'll get there. Uh, but I think that's all the questions that I had. And uh, did you have any more crazy, crazy questions from people that throwing out? Um, I had somebody ask, what is your favorite dinosaur? Mine is an Ankylosaurus. They just look very cool. It's Triceratops. That's a respectable answer. I, I, everybody that's, I think most people that have seen that have said are Triceratops, I've had a lot of respect for them. Why I think it's a Triceratops fan? Also, with that top, with that, with that, uh, that mention, um, if you want to get engaged, come on the Beers and Miles podcast, because 
within a year, within a year of being on the Beers and Miles podcast, let me just tell you, within a year of being on the Beers and Miles podcast, we had three, count them, three engagements. We had, uh, actually, no, we, I think we had four? Four. Four engagements? Uh, yeah, four, four. We had, we uh, had Justin, Justin no, Craig, no, no, let's start from the, the No, let's start from the very beginning. Brent. Oh, Brent. Congratulations, Brent, who is now actually married. Married, yeah. So within so a year. See, we have follow through as well. It's not just an engagement. Four, four engagements, four engagements. So we had Brent, and then next one we had Justin. Justin's now Justin's engaged and he's about to be married. Congratulations, uh, Justin. We look congratulations. And then within the last week, we had two. Count them, two. We have start off. We, we start off the week. We had a crazy, crazy. Uh, we had we had a just a little snapshot of a of a hand, and I had to immediately call this man and say, "Wyatt, Wyatt, sir, are you engaged?" Wyatt Baxter is off the market, ladies and gentlemen. Wyatt Baxter is engaged. Too. Congratulations to Wyatt. I hope that the, every Subway for the rest of your life makes both you and your fiance sandwiches perfectly. I'm so upset. I, I, I called him and I think he called me back when I was drinking and I was like, I'm just so happy for you. But the, the week wasn't over. The week was absolutely not over because we got... Uh, we had a Strava update. Well, we had an update before that because he sent it to the chat. But uh, for people that weren't on his Instagram, he posted on Strava. He had a, he had a little bit of a, a of a hike. Uh, well, he, he had a Strava a upload. Yeah, he took a hike. It was a Strava upload, and you were wondering why is he running thirty minutes a mile in there? Uh, he's taking his time because the man got down on one knee, and he said, "Leah crushed it." Leah crushed it. <laughs> Our boy Burks is now engaged as well. Congratulations! Congratulations, Alex Burks. We're toasting to you, but you can't see it because this is an audio audio podcast only. Congratulations to all of the former beers and miles guests. Um, we do Four. not do any matchmaking, but if you are very much in love with your current partner, please request to be a guest at beers and miles at, at gmail.com. Beers and Miles at gmail.com. If you love someone and you want to get engaged, come on the Beers and Miles podcast because we are four deep in terms of then getting engaged the next year. We will provide the juju. You just got to buy your own ring and get on yeah. down on your own knee because we will not yeah. do that for you either. Yeah, we don't have a Patreon. We, don't, we can't afford that. That's not <laughs> our budget. I don't think we don't have a budget. I'm sorry. But if you uh, leave us more five star reviews, maybe we'll get some attention. Yeah, true. True. See? See? All right. Well, Nicole, where can they where can they interact with you? Or where do they want where do you want them to interact with you? I have a public Twitter account. Um it's it's Pi Hole, but it's P I E C Hole because my last name starts with P I E C H and I thought shut your pie hole would be funny. Um so you can follow my Twitter account if you want. I post a lot of really dumb shit. Um, and a lot of things that are on my brain, which are also really dumb things. Um, you can also, if you're my friend, you can follow me on Instagram. But if you're not my friend, you can go fuck off. Yay. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Piehole was just like your last, part of your last name and part of your first name. And I was like, it remembered to click hole. And I was like, this is good. This is very good. You know, I, I, oh, I was 
as a kid, I was told a lot, if you believe it, to shut my pie hole. And so I thought that when I, you know, I, I had to take the pun. I had to really roll with it. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. She got married for the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at beersmouse at beersmouse.com. Uh, if you want to, if you're a Midwest person, and you like racing and you're actually serious about racing and you actually want, no matter your talent level, uh, but if you're actually serious about racing and joining a team, Hope Athletic Club is for you. Uh, check us out at Hope Athletic Club. We're going to be opening up uh, recruitment over the next uh, week or so because I have nothing to do over the next week besides watch track and do uh, shenanigans. Um, if you also, uh, if, if you are a, uh, I, I, I'm not doing Pokemon Go because I haven't done it in about a month. I've just been, I, I don't have shit to do. Uh, but I've been, I've been big farming. And if, if you're, you're a big farmer, uh, you could you could follow Big Beer Pharma Inc. on uh, Big Farm and uh, join our join our join our crew because our crew's better than most. They're nice people. I am I am still Pokemon going and I'm very upset with the community day. So feel free to shoot it, slide into my DMs if you want to whine about having to catch Starly this weekend. I might try to I might try to get back on Pokemon Go so I can go travel with Kira and try to get Pokemon Go stuff after a very long. Yeah, you probably should do that. Kira D'Amato is a Pokemon Go player, everybody. I know you heard you heard it here first, and you now heard it here a second time. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need some food in me. Ray's getting ready for, for a walk. Ray wants to go on a walk. And, Thank you, guys. And, and this is about the earliest we've ever uh, ended a podcast, so. I know. So much, there's daylight left. Yeah, shoot. I can see the city. All right. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.